Thank you for choosing Your Extra Tech Podcast. Be sure to check out the links and sponsors in the description. Hello and welcome to the Your X-Ray Tech Podcast. My name is Jason and I will be your X-Ray Tech for today. Today I got a great episode. I have a RA with me. He's going to provide so much information about the field, a lot of opportunities and so much more. So Derek Medeiros, thank you so much for joining me today. Why don't we start off with the uh, introduction? Sure, uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Derek Medeiros. I'm a radiologist assistant. Um, I work in southeastern Massachusetts, actually where I'm from. Um, I work for Southern New England Radiology, which is uh, contracted with um, South Coast Health in South Coast Massachusetts. It's about 30 minutes from uh, Rhode Island, Providence, and about um, like 30 to 40, like 45 minutes from Boston. Um, so I've been working there since 2019. Um, I graduated in 2015 from Quinnipiac University with my master's of health science and radiologist assistant. Uh, my initial job was in North uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and then I got this opportunity to come back and they kind of coaxed me into coming into the job, which is like literally 20 minutes away from where I was, where me and my wife grew up. So um, it was a great opportunity. So I took it upon myself after discussing with her, of course, um, to take the, the job. And I've been there, you know, ever since. Wow. That's awesome. And, and, you know, uh, radiology is a, a great field, but not a lot of people know about radiology. So, so how did you find out or how did you decide to go into radiology? Um, so I had a bachelor's in uh, exercise physiology um, at, from Fitchburg State University. And um, I played sports over the years and it's more of like a falling into, um, I was kind of looking to what I wanted to do further um, after doing um, exercise science. Um, and uh, I, a few people uh, recommended to look into radiology. So I kind of shadowed some MRI techs. Um, I shadowed some x-ray techs um, and I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed like the patient interaction and I enjoyed um, x-rays and just the overall like anatomy and physiology to it. Um, so I went to Mass General Institute of Health Professions, which is in Boston. Um, so it was like a, a extra, that was their x-ray program. So it was a, um, a x-ray program based out of the hospitals, like a hospital-based x-ray program. Um, in 2000, I graduated in 2012. So I graduated in Fitchburg in 2010. And then I went kind of straight into that. Uh, my goal was always to be some type of advanced level provider. Um, and I kind of stumbled upon the RA when I was um, researching it because um, I was really initially driven into or recommended to be to go to PA school. Um, so I was recommended just to look into the RA. I kind of found it on myself. And then I um, ended up reaching out and a couple of RAs that I talked to about three or four um, RAs that I spoke with um, just kind of gave their 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 feedback on the profession in general. And they were kind of straightforward with me and they listened, you know, there's uh, many boundaries or many borders that we have to still um, get past. Um, but it's a new profession. So if you want to be kind of on the ground floor of a profession that they really enjoyed and thought that was going to, you know, growing in the future, then, um, then, you know, go about it. And, and that what kind of grew up, you know, that kind of really made me uh, curious about the profession in general. And Quinnipiac is in, in Connecticut. Um, I kind of reached out to them, uh, the program director who is now retired, but he's a, a former radiologist. Um, and I went and spoke with him and he was very enthusiastic. And he's like, listen, I mean, I, this, you know, profession, Radiologist assistants have been around for a long time. They just weren't called that. Um, his dad was a radiologist. He had techs that were called super techs. That's what basically <laughs> RAs were for in the past. And they still have super techs, but um, a lot of super techs become RAs. Um, so um, it was basically the super tech thing. And he kind of just talked to me, you know, really just talked great about the, the, the program. And I kind of fell in love with it. And I um, started in 2013 and I graduated in 2015. And I've been working ever since. And I mean, no, no regrets. 
Um, I mean, I think the PA profession is a great profession, but if you really want to stay in radiology, um, then in radiology is so specific and so much to learn that yeah. there really needs a dedicated APP, just like uh, anesthesiology needs a dedicated APP. Um, so, I mean, I think it's really important uh, for the profession to continue to grow and to continue to expand the radiology uh, field in general. Yeah, absolutely. With radiology, I always preach, you know, there's so many opportunities. And when I talk about those opportunities, I'm talking about like the, the RTN, um, even as a radiologist, right? The radiologist is one of the higher paid positions. There's a demand for that. And then right there in between, you have an RPA, a physician assistant, which not a lot of people know about. And, and it, it's crazy. Most people that know when I mentioned, did you know there's a, a radiologist assistant or RPA? Most are almost like, surprised like no i didn't know that if we were to compare let's say a ra with a technologist could you share some of the you know maybe uh, differences or responsibilities that an ra will have that maybe a rt won't have and then maybe some of the responsibilities a radiologist might have that a ra shares or you know what what are some of the roles of a ra or rpa Sure. Um, I mean, my role specifically, you, you, most RAs are um, like they, they're procedural based. So they do a lot of procedures. I do pretty much all the fluoroscopy procedures or so anything you can name, barium swallows, modified barium swallows, RPGIs, barium enemas, uh, cystograms, um, uh, HSGs, hysterosalpingograms, um, you pretty much name it in fluoro. And then in interventional radiology, I've kind of um, slowly expanded my role. And there's some RAs that do more things. They're more specific. I kind of a jack of all trades per se, where I, I, I kind of bounce between uh, fluoro and I kind of run the whole fluoro department pretty much. It all goes through me. Um, I'm the, the initial contact. Obviously, I speak to my radiologist and always have final say, but I can give initial uh, observations, things like that. Um, and then in interventional radiology, I do a lot of like paracentesis stores. So all minor procedures, really. Um, a lot of joint aspirations, joint injections, uh, thyroid biopsies. And there's some RAs that do like port placements and things like that if they have the time. And I, I want to slowly expand to that, but it's just... Um, be careful what you wish for initially um, <laughs> because, you know, workload some days are already crazy as it is. Right. Um, so that's kind of the role. And there's some roles that have like clinical. So I do help with like um, consults. So if there's like a consult to be seen, um, I assist with those sometimes if I have time. I also help with like preliminary dictation. So it has to be preliminary. Obviously, you have to go over the radiologist, but um, like DEXs, things like that. Um, and I discuss all those things with the radiologist obviously before they make final say. Um, but, you know, as you become more skilled and, you know, it, whenever you need um, help, they're usually they're always there to help you. But um, in terms of being the front lines, you really are the front lines to um, the radiology department, um, especially in like in my case, fluoroscopy. I pretty much run the whole floral department, all the inpatients, things like that. Um, I kind of just put that into my schedule and try to get them done in a timely manner um and you know just kind of help facilitate things and then interventional i kind of help with those minor r procedures like i said the paras the thoras lps um biopsy thyroid biopsies um and then i slowly want to expand there's plenty of ras that do like abscess drainages um ct guided abscess drainages those are the things that i definitely port placements um uh let's see like venous other venous access pick lines things like that and i'm slowly probably taking on pick lines at my facility too but it's my colleague always said, be careful what you wish for, because all of a sudden it's standard. Um, and then all of a sudden you have 25 cases in one day and you're like, oh, my goodness. It's like, you know, sometimes too much. But um, it's basically just a super tech. I mean, you know, I have plenty of techs that are great and, and um, that have kind of done all these things. But you're basically like the extension of the radiologist. So you're, you're helping them with all these things so they can sit and read 
Um, but again, if you ever need their help or they don't feel comfortable with you doing a procedure, then I have no problem with them taking advantage of doing the procedure themselves as well. Um, that doesn't happen very often. We'll say that. But, um, you know, once they become comfortable with you, you know, you kind of really expand your role. But I mean, you're really the, the, the main focus. You're kind of the pivot point between the tech, the tech uh, staff and the radiologist. So they usually come to you because they know that you can you know, help them um, or, yeah. you know, they, they have the answer. And then for the radiologist, they come to you a lot of times, mm -hmm. too. If they have a question about something and they're you know, unsure, they more than likely know that you either know who has the answer or you have the answer for them. So you're right. really that middle person, that that pivot point um, to, you know, make everything work in the radiology department. It helps the workflow. I mean, there's there's numerous things that RAs can do and that I talk to other colleagues that do these different jobs um, that's, um, even do other things that I'm like, well, I mean, that'd be great if I could expand into that. But again, going back to what my colleague says, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> There's only two of us at our facility and I'm trying to emphasize my group to hire a couple more. And one of my interventional guys is a younger guy and he, um, he really has a big, you know, idea of what he wants to do and, and actually wants to hire more RAs wow. um, to kind of make this, you know, this bigger ability to do these different things, which I'd be very excited about. Um, uh, but again, it's just like, with only two, it's very difficult to get all this work done because there is so many things that we can offer to the radiology or to the radiology group or the hospital group depends on what um, of what you work for. So I work for the radiology group, but there's RAs that work for just the hospital specifically. Right. Um, I work for the radiology, which is contracted with the hospital. So mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a private employee of the radiology group, which is a private group. Um, but you know, it, it just, it doesn't really change things too much other than what you get paid for. But, um, you know, you really, there's a lot that the RA can bring to a radiology group and honestly, radiologists, a lot of them don't even know what the RA and what you can provide, right. um, until they actually worked with one or they heard about one or someone brings it to them and shows them, look, this is what I can do for you. Yeah. And that's, what's great about this podcast is we have somebody that's in the field that's going to share more information about the field where, Really, it's just a lot of speculation because uh, again, it, it's it's not like something a lot of people are familiar with. Um, so that's really great because there's somebody that is qualified and educated that can assist both a radiologist and a technologist, and that's that's very important. That's huge. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, I mean, I, I honestly I, I try to do my best to be you know a good person to work with, and I consider myself you know, part of the radiologist group, but I also consider myself a tech because I am right. a tech. You have to be a tech. So that's the difference between, um, you know, other APPs that that do happen to work in radiology. They don't have a tech background, which is fine. Most of them don't. Um, they don't have the same skill set. They're not used to being in radiology. And because radiology is so expansive and, and there's a lot to learn in radiology, um, it's, 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 it's really impossible to learn all that stuff without having years of experience. So because you're already a tech and most techs that become RAs already have many years of experience, you have to have at least two. Um, I had just the, well, they just changed it to two. It used to be one, which I only did one year of um, x-ray school because I knew I wanted to, one year of, so sorry, of working before I went to RA school because I knew I wanted to expand. But most of the techs that become RAs have five to 10 to 15 to 20 years of experience. Uh, my colleague was a tech for 20 years before she came an RA. So the amount of information that she knows is unreal. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, because these, you know, there's many techs out there that have so much experience, they're MRI certified, they're CT certified, they're mm -hmm. IR certified, like that's just tremendous or they're ultrasound like that's all those things are, are tremendous to help you um, grow in the, in the RA role because, you know, you already have these abilities to do these different things 
in, you know, you know, the anatomy, you don't have to relearn the anatomy. And there's just so much to learn in imaging in general that um, it gives you a leg up and just experience. You, you can't buy experience. You can't, you literally just have to experience experience. I tell my son of that all the time. The only way to get experience is actually go through it. Um, there's no substitute for it. You can't buy it. You can't read it in a book. Right. So, so it's really important. And, and, and I think most of the techs, at least at my facility, they, not most, all of them hate when I'm not there. So I'm on <laughs> leave right now because my daughter was just born and yeah, you know, I went to actually stop by and visit because my wife had an appointment at, at the facility and they were like, oh my God, when are you coming back? And I was only gone for a week. So, I mean, they're just so used to it. You know, the flow is different. You know, they know you're easy to work with. You know, they know you're um, not going to get angry. And I understand like the radiologists are so busy with other things that it, it gets um, overwhelming. And I think that kind of both areas, the radiologists love when you're there. And then the techs love when you're there because they know how you work. They know what nuances you do. There's not 20 things to learn because each radiologist does something a little bit differently. They know how things are going to run. They know it's going to run efficiently. They know you're going to get the work done, but you're also going to try to help them the best that you can. Awesome. Yeah. So, so in your opinion, um, what is the outlook for an RARPA? We'll be back after a quick break. Hey guys, a common question I get is if I offer tutoring or coaching. And the answer is yes, I do. You can sign up for a session by visiting yourxraytech.com. Plus, you could get $10 off your session with the promo code TECH10. That's T E C H 10. I look forward to working with you soon. So, I mean, it's like a, you know, it, it is tremendously grown over the last five to 10 years. So I graduated in 2015 um, and I've been kind of slowly become the job guy per se to, um, to, to kind of entail and get all the details on jobs to help with, put it out in societies. And I've um, just been trying to get involved and somehow I've kind of just developed this rapport and people kind of just send me jobs now. Um, so there was over 22 jobs that I sent for um, a recent conference that was actually going on this week for, um, for any, for radio, for RAs, but any other profession can come as well. There's sometimes nurses that come and everything, but um, it's basically just a big conference called the SRP um, Society of Radiology Physicians and Extenders. Um, conference and I, I developed a list of jobs and job opportunities and there's over 20 job opportunities right now. Right. Um, so there's a tremendous amount of opportunities. So I know there's always been a lot of speculation about, you know, I don't want to become an RA possibly because there's not enough job opportunities out there. Um, there are plenty. There are not enough RAs to go around, to be honest, at this <laughs> point. So um, it's kind of my goal um, and just my what I my what I'm striving to do is to try to you know put it out there that there's plenty of uh, jobs and there's plenty of opportunity and um, to try to show techs that it is a great profession to go into um, and you know there's there's plenty of ways to, for you to get involved and in, in, in enhance your radiology career um, staying in the radiology field um, right. and I think it's just going to continue to grow as we as we show um, the x-ray techs and educate them on what the profession is so they can help us kind of push um, the last bill that we really need to just gain full recognition um, outright. But um, there's been a significant improvement just in the last seven years. Um, Medicare did put in a, um, a, a diagnostic um, bill that allowed us to do diagnostic procedures. There is some procedures that are still, um, they're, they're basically uh, surgical codes that still can't be billed for in a certain way. Um, there's just a lot of nuances to it. So really, uh, Marca, which is Medicare Act, Medicare Radiology Act, um, who has been, it's been out there for a long time, um, just kind of needs to be pushed through um, just to finalize everything and just put us 
in line with other APPs that work in radiology, like the PAs and the NPs. Um, so that would be kind of the final straw. Um, and we really need the whole radiology community to be behind us to kind of push it through. Wow, that's fantastic news. Uh, so there's a lot of growth and opportunities and, and uh, that could always increase more, right? As we, as we go into the future. Absolutely, cause, yeah. Because radiology in general is growing. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, I think there's so many, you know, there's so many opportunities for in radiology in general and just showing, you know, other techs that um, there's another, even another pathway. You can't, you know, it's always between like, oh, do I want to be CT tech, MRI tech, um, IR tech, um, you know, ultrasound, which is kind of like a different entity. But now, you know, just kind of point to them that there is a mid-level as well. Yeah. Um, if they really want to advance their career and be a proceduralist and be the go-to person and um, help with more of the clinical component um, and be that extension of the radiologist and work with the radiologist community and become kind of a, a colleague of radiologists. I mean, I think my radiologists really think I'm, you know, I, I know that I'm not a radiologist and I've never pointed myself out to be, but they, I feel like I'm kind of, um, you know, a colleague to them and they, they treat me like that. They don't treat me like anything else. They, you know, if they, if there's, you know, other physicians that come down and have questions about procedures I did, they have no problem with me answering it. And if I have a question, then they'll back me. Um, or I can be like, oh, let me talk to my attending that day. Um, but I mean, they really treat me as a extension of them and treat me as a colleague, not as a, um, not as a RA or a, or a, a tech, you know, so it's yeah. kind of like, you know, you get treated both ways, but you're our tech at heart still right. always. So That's awesome. That's great news. So how does one become an RA or RPA? So obviously you have to have an extra license. Um, you have to have a bachelor's degree. And so it's, it's a, most programs are two-year master degree programs. There's six programs in the country. Um, Quinnipiac, which is in Hamden, Connecticut, which is where I attended. Um, University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Um, Midwestern State, which is in Wichita uh, Falls, Texas. Um, Loma Linda, which is in uh, California. Um, and then Weber State, is in um, Utah. And then the last one is Rutgers, which is in um, New Jersey. So those are the six programs. Um, all of them are pretty much distance learning, except Quinnipiac is a 100% um, at the site um, pr uh, program. Um, so all the other areas, um, all the other schools, I'm pretty sure are mainly pretty much distance learning. And I think a few of them, you have to go to this clinic site like a couple times a year. Um, but so it allows techs to continue to work. That's the big okay. thing. Um, whereas, you know, if you go to PA school or obviously at NP school, you have to have a, a, a nursing license and be an RN. So the RA is kind of similar to that. You have to have extra license, you have to have a bachelor's degree, but a lot of times most techs work throughout the whole thing. Whereas PA school, you pretty much can't just because it's so continuous. Right. Um, and, um, so the, the, the RA, um, the RA field in general, you know, allows you to kind of continue to work and build upon your skills that you have. And there is some, there was some texts that um, have to like take night shifts and things like that, but it's doable. I know plenty yeah. of RAs that have worked 40 hours and still um, done the RA school, which is, I mean, really hard. And I probably wouldn't, I would highly commend them because I don't think I could do that, but you know, it's doable. Um, and then, um, you know, it's, 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 e it's easier to do for people that are older and have families and they still have to support them. Yeah, that's fantastic news, uh, especially because there's a big shift in distance education, right? Especially after COVID. Absolutely. Um, that yes. the, the, you know, technology is up to date, you know, internet is more accessible, um, devices are cheaper. So, man, why not, right? Um, you could, further education, you you learn more, you earn more, right? Um, Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, you definitely do. And I mean, with with the growth of the 
of the profession in general, salaries have significantly increased. And, um, you know, we're more, we're, we're, we're in demand at this point. I mean, there's, again, there's, you know, my colleague wants to retire and we can't even find um, someone to replace her, um, which is a great, it's a great opportunity. There's just not, not, not enough RAs to go around. So, um, you know, there's plenty of texts, Hey, we're waiting for you. Um, you know, and I, I, I personally have kind of, um, tried to mentor texts that I've kind of seen, um, and I feel like they would be great RAs. Right. Um, so I've kind of gone to them and be like, Hey, if you have any questions about the art profession, let me know. I'll be happy to answer. If you want to shadow me, let me know. Um, I have two that are kind of interested and I'm kind of just be like, Hey, anytime you want to shadow me, let me know. Like you got my number, text me, ask me questions. I'm open. I'm an open book. Um, and I'm trying to emphasize that to the other, my other colleagues is to try to go to texts that you think would be great RAs and try to, you know, let a fire under them and try to, you know, guide them in the right direction and, and allow them to bounce questions off you or bounce anything off you, um, shadow you, do anything. And just to kind of um, grow the profession that way. I mean, that's yeah. really most RAs that I know that I talk to either work with an RA or know an RA. And that's why they even knew about the profession in, in the first place. So it's very rare to be like myself and just kind of stumble upon it by research. Right. Um, most of them don't know about it unless they've worked with one or one has been a facility that at a site that they've teached um, or sorry, that they worked and the RA was working there or they, that they were, um, that they were training at. So if they're like x-ray school, um, there's a lot of x-ray the students that go through my facility and a lot of them obviously are me or my colleague working at both sites. So um, they're, you know, they, they know what the RA is because they, they talk to us and I, right. I try to be like, you know, if you guys ever have questions, let me know. Um, I try not to like go too crazy and be like, show them things <laughs> that they're trying to still learn x-ray. Right. I don't want to overwhelm them, but the second years, if they ever have questions and there's been a couple in the last like six months, they'd be like, Hey, I might be interested in this. You know, once I get my bachelor's degree, things like that. So I said, Hey, let me know. You got questions. You want to, you know, shadow me. You got questions. Let me know. I just don't want to overwhelm you with information, you know, about, you know, these, about the, about these other, you know, about the, the tests in general, the studies, um, if you're still trying to learn, you know, the, the tech role. Um, so, but I mean, I'm kind of an open book to them and try to emphasize that we're here to, to teach them too, if they ever have questions, um, in, in, and educate them about the profession in general so if in the future that they want to um become an ra yeah yeah like um the the only reason that there weren't as many texts is because not a lot of people knew about the field but once people find out about the field they they almost run towards the field and be like man that's fantastic so once they learn more about um the ra and the rpa i'm yeah i'm sure you know that numbers or that issue is going to get fixed so so thank you for advocating uh, on that end and, and in general for radiology so um, what does a day in a life for an RA or RPA look like? So, I mean, I start fairly early. Um, I just, uh, I personally have kind of just taken upon myself. Um, my colleague kind of started doing this. I help to kind of like clean up the, the reading room, um, just kind of be that, you know, interperson and just help everything, you know, your radiologist assistant, this or I mean, um, in, in any fashion. So I just help to kind of tidy things up in the morning. Um, I usually get started like seven o'clock in terms of cases. Um, so I usually have floral cases starting at seven o'clock and then I have, um, IR procedures kind of intertwined in between those cases. Um, you know, just the list of, you know, of, of a lot of barium swallows, upper GIs, modified barium swallows. So those are the niche things that you really get on a regular basis. You'll get a, a, a small rash of, um, like BEs, usually water solid, but not as many these days, but, um, like cystograms, um, histosalpinograms. But main, and then joint injections, things like that. But the main things are those regular barium swallows, modified barium swallows, things like that. 
Um, and then you'll have some days, you know, a large amount of inpatients that you have to kind of try to fit in as well um, from the floor um, that either can't have CT or there's different reasons for a surgical, you know, there's only certain things that fluoro is still the gold standard for. Um, so, you know, it kind of, my, my day goes really fast and I try to help, you know, in between kind of um, assist with um, other things um, with the techs. Uh, but I mean, it's really, a, you know, in terms of procedures, I have one usually every 15 to 30 minutes scheduled up until like 11 o'clock and then it kind of slows down after that and then I have lunch and then I um, usually have like injections in the afternoon. So it's a pretty busy day. I have anywhere from 13 to 20 cases a day. Hmm. Um, so it's just, you know, sporadic. Um, it's usually the day goes by so quick. It's usually like, like lightning. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy, you know, patient care. You got direct, obviously direct patient care. Um, i trying to think of other things that would be. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, it, it's very, there's many things that you can do as an RA. Um, and there's other RAs that have different roles. It's just, you kind of develop your own role on what your facility needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of just fill from there. And, you know, my role in general, I've kind of expanded upon it because I've wanted to do more cases um, in terms of like IR. And I've kind of taken upon myself to take on more cases. And they've been very happy with that, my ability and my want to, to take on more cases. So, um, you know, I've, I've kind of expanded it and I want to continue to expand it too for the, for the group and show my worth. Um, I think they do value me tremendously as a, as a as mid-level provider for the radiology group in general. I think the hospital does value me too, because things get done faster because, you know, um, because there's someone else that's there and not having to worry about reading films all day as well. So what advice would you give to somebody who's interested in becoming an RA or an RPA? Um, I think the biggest thing is first, if you can find one, shadow one. I think that's the most important thing. Um, or reach out to one and have questions. I have no problem. Maybe you can share my information, my email, um, cell phone, if they want to text me emails probably easier just because initially um to kind of get you know what what who i'm talking to and everything but um just talking to someone i mean shadowing is the best but if you don't have anyone that's local any ras that are local facilities um they can absolutely reach out to me and have questions and maybe i can put you in contact with one that you can shadow that is relatively close but the biggest thing is you know just trying to get information on it um so obviously talking to an ra specifically to give you exactly what's going on and i i'm i'm a completely honest person so i would give you the exact feedback of what it is and not you know cookie cut the information and try to give you false information but um there's a lot of false information out there if you look up things or talk to other techs and be like oh yeah i thought about that profession but there's no jobs out there that's not true um I'm, I'm in the field i know the field i know most of the leaders of the field and the pioneers of the field and i'm trying to be a, a pioneer as well uh, but you know there's a lot of positive things to it. There is still some negative things, but I think as we voice our opinion and voice our advocacy, I think it'll, you know, we can answer those questions and um, give the right information to x-ray tech. So it basically um, try to find one. Um, and I'm open to, I'm an open book in terms of if techs want to reach out to me and talk or questions or anything, or try to find someone that's in their local area. Cause that's the biggest things that um, the big, the two biggest things I would say was try to shadow one and try to talk to one. So either or, um, but both if you can. So, you know, as a tech or radiologist can be tough, you know, and, and it's a little bit of an eye opener for a lot of students because they, some things kind of look easy, you know, like taking an x-ray could look easy. Is RA or RPA school hard? It's definitely challenging. Um, you know, 
it's there's a lot to learn um there's not because it's a newer profession like the test itself does not really have any study guides and things like that i know a lot of um ra students now are like i mean there's no study guides out there and and it's very vague on what information you need to know it's pretty much everything um, so they don't really break it down for you um so it is challenging it's doable um it's definitely doable um i can't say that i didn't study for a lot of modern period the, the program i went to um, you're kind of your first few classes with anatomy, physiology, things like that are intertwined with the PAs, which PA school is very rigorous. So um, my program is quite rigorous, but um, it sets you up for success when you're ready to ready to go. There, there's so much to learn, um, just anatomy and physiology in general. I still, when I work out, I do some cardio activity. I actually study still anatomy because there's just so much to learn. It's it's unreal. And I, I you know, if you don't stop, keep studying, um, you'll never, you know, even radiologists, as many times that they talk to each other and ask questions or they break out old school books. So they're looking on their computers um, and they're studied for 10 years. So if they are still studying, learning um, and re-memorizing things, then obviously the RA, you know, RAs, you're going to have to continue to do that too. Um, but it, it, it's, it is definitely a challenge um, like everything else. Um, but it, it's doable if you put your mind to it and make sure that you're, you know, studying and it might take, it might be a few hours of studying. It took me a little bit to realize that I did have to study three or four hours a day um, before this test to, you know, to pass. Um, but it's doable if you put your mind to it and, um, you're, you're, you're really putting all your effort into it. You can do it. It's just, um, you gotta really set your mind to it and make sure that you're hundred percent in it or else you may not do it in that case. But if you're really committed, um, and you really want it, then you'll get there. You just got to keep plugging away. Yeah, awesome. Great answer. Great answer. So, um, from your experience, uh, is it worth, going for an RA, RPA? I think it's worth it. I mean, I really have no regrets. I mean, if you want to double your salary, sometimes even more than that, um, especially with these days, obviously the extra, extra job field is actually great as well. But, um, you know, because RAs are such in demand, our, our salary um, has tremendously increased. And um, if you want to build more camaraderie and feel like a part of the radiologist community, um, it's a great field to be into, but you also want to stay in radiology. That's the biggest thing is, um, you want to be a mid-level provider, but you want to stay in radiology. Then I think the RA is the way to go. If you really want to branch out and do something else, then obviously the RA is not going to be your best fit. But if you want to stay in radiology and your passion is radiology, then I think the radiology profession is the radio RA profession is the way to go. Um, and I really have no regrets, um, in terms of, um, becoming an RA and I just want to continue to expand it. And I think, um, I won't have any regrets as long as we get all of our, you know, the market bill passed. I'll have even, you know, it'll, it'd be a great day um, and um, we'll basically fulfill this everlasting um, effort that's, you know, that's been going on for a long time now. And, and just, I think it'd be an overall win for the radiology community, period, not just the RA profession, uh, because yeah. it will expand the radiology role in general. So it's very important for even technologists because it allows them this extra platform um to and be to be there um even if they don't pursue it you know their their colleague or their partner or their classmate has this ability to stay in radiology and become an a you know mid-level provider um and not have to branch outside of radiology so i think it's just important for the radiology profession in general to build stability because stability because like you said there's a lot of people that don't even know what x-ray techs do i mean you know you you look at these um these these shows you know they never they never show the x-ray text where they show this the nurse is doing the x-rays that's not true 
Um, and I know there's, there's a few podcasts out there which have been great to kind of expand on that and, and make our voices heard. Cause I think we've been just too quiet over the years. We haven't, you know, kind of talked out loud like the nursing community does the nursing community all together and they're huge, but we're not much smaller than them. Um, but we have to build, we have to be one voice um, and make it heard when it needs to be heard that we are a profession and we are important. We're on the front lines. Um, when COVID happened, you didn't hear about x-ray techs and we were the frontline people taking all these x-rays, but everybody was giving props to the physicians and the nurses, not the x-ray techs, or there's others too, like radiation therapists and all these other people on the front lines. But, you know, x-ray techs were kind of pushed to the side and nobody knew about those. Um, and I think we just have to make our voices heard. So other people can know about the profession because most people learn about the profession because they either hurt themselves or they know someone that's an x-ray tech, but they don't, you know, it's not like their initial dream. It's always like, you know, a doctor or a nurse. Um, those are the big ones, but the x-ray tech, I feel like we don't get our, our due, which we should. And the only way we're going to do that is by making our voices hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And, and I appreciate your advocacy. And, and so let's speak a little bit on advocacy, right? Um, what are some things that the community should know or what are some things that technologists or anybody in the field or, or looking to be in the field should know? And what are some things that maybe we could do to advocate for our field? So, I mean, the biggest thing is, I mean, there's, uh, you know, still ongoing. It's like a regular basis that I see different states trying to get rid of radiology boards, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. um, Tennessee just recently did it. New Hampshire is trying to do it. it. It's unbelievable that these states who have, you know, they have boards or they have certifications for, um, for people that cut hair, but they don't want them for x-ray techs that take x-rays of babies and people. And I know that I would never want an x-ray tech taking a picture or an image picture image of my kids. Um, right. you know, there's no way, um, but people walk into a facility and they, you know, do they ask, are you certified? No, they, they expect it to be, but there is certain States that still have no licensure whatsoever, which is absolutely insane. Right. Um, so it, it's really important for each state to know what's going on. Like Tennessee is right now. And there's great, um, x-ray techs, you know, advocating and, and trying to push everyone to, you know, reach out to their senators and, and try to stop this bill from happening um, in, in getting rid of these, you know, these boards or these um, legislature, these licensures that are in place for a reason to protect the community. But, um, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's really one of those things that we all have to come together and allow us to push and to continue to keep these licensures in place for the whole radiology community in general, um, along with the RA, there's many of, there's many states, I think there's 33 states that recognize the RA. So that means there's still some states that need um, some work and need the RA licensure to be passed. And the only way we can do that is first by passing the x-ray license. Yeah. That's the initial, because we're always x-ray techs at heart. So yeah. we need to continue to advocate in our profession for each, you know, all these states that don't have x-ray licensure or that are trying to get rid of it um, yeah. and then build from there and try to push um, like I said before, the Medicare Radiology Act, the MARCA Act, um, it, it through as well through the government, um, and that will help establish and stabilize the RA profession. Which I think we're really um, we're we're getting to stability as we you know as we go, but that would really um, cement it. Uh, but I mean, the ASRT has all these things in their um, advocacy page, and the RA even MARCA, you can really in put your information and it sends a bill out to the senators that are in your area or the representatives. Um, initially, it has to be reintroduced by this um, Congress because the last one just ended so that every two years you have to reintroduce it. So once it gets reintroduced, literally all the x-ray tech, all you have to do if you're an x-ray tech or a friend or anything, um, you just go onto the ASRT, it's a, there's an advocacy page 
um, and you literally put your information in, is they'll send a list to your representatives, they'll send an email to your senators and your representatives just, and you know, emphasizing them to vote for Marca or wow. emphasize Marca and push for it. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 I believe you could start as early as a student, right? Like if you're a student, absolutely. you could yeah, absolutely. start. Absolutely. Even x-ray tech students. I mean, x-ray students, um, you can, I mean, you don't have to be a, even an x-ray tech um, to advocate for us. I have, have you know, friends, in-laws, things like that, family, um, you know, go on that website and, and send out a letter to their senators and emails, just a quick email. Do they know, you know, do they know or hear about it? Probably not. But mm -hmm. if there's a thousand people, trust me, they, they listen after a while. Yeah. Um, but you need a lot of voices, just like in Tennessee. I know I've been kind of following it closely, but um, they're starting to listen because there's thousands and thousands of people bombarding their email. If there's one or two, they're just going to delete it. But if there's right. 20,000, then they're going to stop listening. If there's 20,000 calls, they're going to listen. If there's only two, they're not going to listen. But there's 20,000, 30,000, 40,000. They're going to start listening and be like, what, what is going on here? Like, what, what is this about? So, um, you know especially if you know they're in your district and you're voting for them next time then they they start to notice when there's a lot if there's right. only a couple doesn't make it you know doesn't doesn't affect them but if it starts being a tremendous amount and our voices are being out there then um then they'll start listening yeah so let's speak up let's speak up right exactly um, exactly let's speak up and you know it's funny because once you get um when somebody gets familiar with what our field you know what occurs in our field and then you bring it up to their attention when you mentioned like there's states that don't even have licensors uh, and you ask somebody would you go and get an exam in that and and the, the, the answer is usually like no no absolutely no i would, would you or just <laughs> or just ask them you know if they have children would you let right. someone that is not registered at dewinty you know x-ray school um and has a licensure you know take images of your children I sure know I would say absolutely not before you even finish the sentence, yeah. but there's many states. There's still a bunch of states out there that literally have no licensure whatsoever, uh, but they have a cosmetology license. How does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, for the states that are trying to push away or don't, um, you have to understand it's not for the benefit of the patient or the technologist. It is the benefit for the businesses, you know, the, the companies is to bring in more profits because if they don't require a license, that means they can hire just anybody and pay them as much as or as little as they want to. So it's not really a benefit for technologists or patients. It's it's more for the the profit side. So um, exactly, you know, exactly, and that doesn't help the radiology community in general. I know there was some radiology groups or some radiology techs um, kind of emphasizing that it was just a money grab. And it's it, mm -hmm. I understand you have to pay for the licensure, you have to pay the ART, you got to pay for the state licensure. But to be honest, it's worth the price of admission because it emphasizes your job um, yes. and keeps your pay higher than what it could be if they could just hire anybody. So exactly. truly, you know, the $50 you have to pay, the $75 is nothing compared to the $10,000, $30,000 that you're making more than right. what they could be paying if they really could, if, they allow, if they're allowed to, but they're not allowed to. So that's so many more jobs, so many more x-ray techs. There's so much more expansion, so it shouldn't be a complaint about the extra fees that you have to pay because it's really nothing at the end of the day. It's 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 emphasizing and it's it's mandating that your profession is still there and alive and an important part of the real of, of the actual medical community. Um, so it shouldn't be the emphasis of paying the fifty, seventy-five, hundred dollars, even if it's a hundred dollars a year, two years, whatever it is. It's nothing. Um, it, it's 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 stability in in our fields. It's it's way more important than. Um, just the, the fee that you pay yearly. So that shouldn't be a complaint or an issue whatsoever. I really was put down by that by hearing some 
um, on the radiology um, groups in the ART community, ASRT communities that I've heard kind of recently. And there has been plenty of texts that have spoken up and say, listen, that's, you know, that that is not, that should not be the focus. And it's well worth the price of admission to keep um, our profession where it is and continue to expand it. Because if not, um, they can just hire anyone and pay them at a significant lower fee, which will drive down the market in general for radiology, period. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when you go to school, and especially because this is a challenging field, you want it to be worth it, right? You want to come out prepared. Absolutely. You want to, you want sure to have that. the ability to expand your, you know, your, your horizons and be able to go to MRI or CT or x-ray. But if they're having any CT tech, some, you know, random person that doesn't even, you know, a medical assistant taking x-rays, you know, <laughs> they're, they're going to pay them way lower because they're going to start off at a much lower market, um, a much lower level. And that's going to drive all of them down. Cause then that's going to be the, you know, they always look around. I know my facility has been looking around and kind of judging the market and, and, and scaling up. Um, if the market says so, and yeah. if the, the market's lower, they're not going to pay you higher. I can tell you that right now, yeah. regardless of if, you know, this state allows medical assistance to take x-rays, they're going to scale you to that level because that's what the you know, person down the street's paying. Yeah. So that's going to drive everything down. So that's the last thing that we want um, is that. But on top of the fact that the, for your community, for your, you know, people, you know, your family members, your next door neighbors, they're getting x-rayed by a random person. And there's plenty mm -hmm. of data out there to show the harmful effects of what radiation can be and what it can do, um, you know, if it's in the hands of someone that has no idea what they're doing or don't have the background or went to school for the two years of the rigorous programs that, that are out there in this, you know, country for x-ray techs um, to learn the physiology, to learn the physics, to learn how to limit radiation, to learn how to take these good images. Great. There's digital out there that allow, that helps you with these things, but there's only so much that I can help you with. Um, if you, you know, if you have to take an x-ray seven times, that's not going to really help out the situation. <laughs> um, regardless if it's digital or old school film, which was before my time. So I don't know about that, but it's still, you know, if you're cutting corners, you're going to have issues. Yes, absolutely. And it's so much easier to repeat now with this new technology. And that's the problem. That's it's scary. Exactly. That, you know, that technology was there to, to help us not, you know, allow anybody just to get on there. Like you, you still need a qualified and experienced um uh individual on there which um yeah we, we we need to advocate and we need to push for that and we need to move the field forward and not go backwards and if we allow others to make those decisions it's going to go in the wrong direction so we we definitely need to speak up so absolutely awesome. we just have to work Great. together and speak up as one whole entity and not be mute and quiet and be in the background because that's not going to get anything done is just being in the background and being quiet and not fighting for our profession in general and fighting for you know, the country, you know, really, you know, it's safety at the end of the day. Um, again, would you want your family member or child to be x-rayed or imaged or have any type of imaging procedure done by someone that's not qualified and went to school and, and studied these different components of imaging that are so, that take a while to learn and, and, and you have the ability to um, take these images correctly. You know, obviously there's mistakes still, but the, the mistakes are going to be far less um, for someone that it's already, you know, trained with them in the countless hours of taking x-rays as an x-ray student. Um, and then many techs that have years of experience. I mean, there's a big difference between that and a medical assistant that has no experience or anyone that's taking x-rays that has no licensure or x-ray background um, compared to a seasoned tech. Great information there. Um, how does one uh, get a hold of you or what projects do you have going on um, or what things would you like to share with, with the audience? So, I mean, get a hold of me. I, I mean, I can put, um, I'll send you my email or I think you have my email to send out in the, uh, the link of the podcast. If you want to reach out to me, please 
um, do so anytime. Um, I'm open to any questions you have or maybe try to um, set you up with someone, an RA that's in your local area that you can kind of shadow if you're interested in the RA profession or if you just have questions, um, you can absolutely reach out to me. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a webinar for pulse radiology um, uh, in the end of April. So um, there's actually, they're, they're just uh, launched a new type of CE credential, uh, CE uh, yearly um, process uh, that kind of have each, they have monthly webinars that you can um, obviously obtain CEs. Um, and I'll be just talking about the radiology profession in general. So if you have more questions or you want further information, you can possibly find it there too, but also you can reach out to me at any time. Um, so those are kind of the big things I have going on right now. Um, I'm kind of just helping kind of put together some webinars um, um, with yourself as well. I know you're on there as well, which is awesome. Um, but just kind of getting information out there and, and answering questions. Um, I've kind of become the, the go-to job guy within the RA community. Um, so if you're an RA student or you're interested, I can guarantee you that there's plenty of jobs out there and plenty of opportunities out there. Um, but I'm open to any questions you have or any information that you need. Um, and I'll try to assist you and point you in the right direction. Um, maybe finding someone that, again, you can shadow so you can kind of get a feel for what the RA role is and talk to other RAs. Obviously, I wouldn't say just talk to one, um, maybe talk to two, three or four um, and, and kind of get a feel for what, you know, if it's the right, you know, if it's the right fit for you. That's awesome. Yeah, Derek, you did fantastic. You shared a lot of information and I hope you come back in the future and we, we talk some more. Uh, about the RA, RPA, and, and radiology in general, you know, the, the future and, and what the field holds. Uh, so I appreciate Absolutely. your time. Absolutely, anytime. anytime. <laughs> this is great. This is fun. Some of the coolest radiology shirts, underscrubs, notebooks, and stickers are available at my website, yourxraytech.com. Check it out.